So these are these this precept theme, this precept connection, this precept transmission is that which links the chitta most skillfully to the world of sense contact. Yeah. So it's the chitta is sensitive to qualities that it will later regret or feel pleased and comfortable with. And these are definite, these are not just value judgments or social legal positions, these are qualities of energies that have corrosive effects, undermine the power of the chitta, undermine one's reliability, undermine one's sense of steadiness and stability, undermine one's dignity, squander the wealth of the chitta, if these precepts or this ethical sense is not observed, chitta just just runs out, um, and it can run out and get into extremely um, damaging circumstances. Um, and the problem is, once it starts to run out, it's difficult to really get the measure anymore. <laughs> you know. Once it starts moving and we start to believe in the messages of sense contact, the instinctive messages of sense contact, pleasure, pain, uh, supremacy, gaining, losing, and uh, uh, just dulling the mind and so forth, as ways out of suffering, ways out of stress, ways of freedom, ways of liberty. If we believe in those, then we go a long way. Uh, in the wrong direction, results are regret, the results are jitta's wealth is squandered. The energies of the jitta are sucked out, squandered, and a person is shriveled, uh, so that (laughs) they have no no wealth left, no inner wealth left, Uh, apart from anything else. That happens. But uh, if we look at it the other way, if we cultivate uh, and understand and get a feeling for what's wholesome, uplifting, gladdening, that which you want to stay with and linger with, that which brings harmony into your life, you feel the jitter that is strengthened, gladdened, fortified, made reliable, and then it, its, its results are good, blessed, beneficial. This was the when the Buddha's knowledge is in awakening was just this. It may seem so trivial, or sometimes even um, kind of a side issue. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but awakening is not ethics. Well, awakening is ethics. Uh, at least that's what Buddha, Buddha found. His first his, his first knowledge in awakening was on the nature of good and evil. Uh, they're not just what people approve of, what you get fined for, or what you can get, you know, what is socially acceptable. They're about using uh, and the jitta, and if it's unskillful, the jitta's energies are lost, and, uh, and skillful, the jitta's energies are are gathered and fortified, and this is where. Once you get that sense and you refer to that in yourself which can feel these energies, these attitudes, these behaviours, you feel the 
crushing of scruples or the dismissiveness or the bitterness of ill will or the heat of sense desire or that kind of hungry need to distract and you feel those you follow those they can't take you anywhere good yeah and you feel the sense of honesty harmlessness reliability straightforward then this can only take you somewhere good and you're knowing not just the qualities but also that which knows the qualities it's not a legal mind it's a sensitive heart and this is the link between the citta and the world of circumstance it's a fundamental link you get this right you stay in the centre of the world if you get this wrong the world throws you around and then in our death days in our dying times of dying the jitta if it hasn't been steered and directed properly you know things break up uh, and so the buddha often would say to people on their you know his disciples on their deathbed do not fear death don't fear it's, it's a passage we will have to go through but if your mind has been fortified trained for a long time then your passing will be a good one and there will be a new arising for you in the future which will be happy, blessed. Yeah. And something, you know, he, he wasn't just trying to be nice. <laughs> I think he was telling the truth from his own understanding, from his deep insights, his night of awakening. Uh, and this, this whole issue is something to give appropriate attention to, uh, to steer yourself with through the world of circumstances because this is, gives rise to the Buddha's second great knowledge the knowledge of karma yeah. there is uh, people are you know, uh, there is the results and these results uh, carry one and, and become laid, they, they end up creating tracks that our minds run down this is his thing he realised he realised he hadn't just been here before but he'd been here before and his knowledges in that great night of awakening were there's such a thing as karma and it's it's about skillful and unskillful it means that these actions that we do don't just disappear they stay with us the results stay with us the mind is directed and a certain channel is established a certain track is laid down that the mind will then run down yeah. a certain track is laid down that the mind will run down and that becomes established to a point when a person finds it difficult to break out of it yeah. and so then our minds are really not our own anymore they are taken by these qualities ethical qualities good allows you room to steer evil grasps you holds you, binds you qualities of good the good energies especially this is the Buddha's second great realisation of his first good qualities because they cause the chitta to open and be bright leave room for wisdom so when the Dark qualities close the mind. The mind becomes agitated, 
confused, driven, compelled, and taken to a bad place, good qualities cause the mind to open. And it's opening. It not only goes to a skillful future, a skillful condition, a skillful abiding place, it also, in the openness, you're able to review more clearly. Oh, this is that, and that's that, and that's because of this, and this is this. So it's it's a foundation for deeper understanding is goodness, punya. Because of the effect it has on the mind. If the mind is closed, you can't see into it. If it's deceptive and crooked, you can't see into it. If it's open and bright, you can see into it. And you can review it. And you can get understanding. This is the nature of mind. It's like this. So you can review the whole process. So without this kind of foundation, it's very difficult to gain any great insight. So it isn't just about behaviour, it's also about liberation. Softening and opening the mind so it's, it's, it, we can turn it, we can flex it, we can also penetrate our moods and feelings and imaginations and perceptions and attitudes. This is why it's an essential establishment in the um, process of awakening. When we have that, it helps to give us another reference point other than just the sheer contact impressions that arise when we see, touch, hear, taste, or remember, or plan, or think. And of all the sense bases, the most dominant one is the mind base, mano vijnana. And the mano vijnana mind base is the thinking mind, the planning mind, the conceiving mind. Uh, and this is the dominant sense base. Uh, and when this one you know, leads, we come up with schemes, ideas, plans, worries, concerns, memories, uh, hopes, expectations, grudges, and so forth. The whole flow of mental data. Yeah. And there's so much of it nowadays. There's so much we can think about, so much we can have access to. Not just our own stuff, but we can listen into the minds of other people. You don't have to be psychic anymore. You can just switch on the internet. You can get it. Everybody else's mind is coming down those channels. You've got more stuff you could ever listen to coming. You can just switch on YouTube and you can have 1,500 talks. <laughs> so plenty of Mano Vignana stuff coming in. <laughs> and what do you follow? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so what do you follow? You know, you follow those which so you've got something that acts as a as a as a filter. Yeah, that sounds good, but main thing is are uh, is what I'm my thoughts, impressions, imaginations, psychologies, are they in line with the laws of good and evil, with the laws of karma? Yeah. Am I putting my attention onto topics that will furthermore lead on to somewhere more useful, lead to liberation. You filter out things that are directly inciting violence, corruption, lies, deceit, sense gratification. No, 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 this isn't stuff. You, know, you want to be want to be taking in, don't really even want to be giving much attention. And then you also don't bother to give attention 
or more than just momentary attention to topics that have no value for you. So a lot of distraction, distraction capacity we have nowadays. You know, it's almost endless the amount of distraction one can get into. This is where the restraint modality or renunciation modality comes in. Yeah, yeah, maybe so, maybe so, but is this helpful? Is it necessary? Is it useful? Mm. And you can feel your mind's just kind of bubbling away. Do you want that bubbling away activity of mind? How is that? (laughs) What's that doing to your heart? Is it giving it firmness? Is it giving it directness? Is it just taking you away from it? There's a huge distraction industry taking you away from clear comprehension, clear awareness, mindfulness and clear awareness. And something that would like that. It's it's a it's a fog, and something is something is would like that just to take me away, where I can just not be present. This is definitely as powerful a drug as any other as any other drug. It's the same thing. Let me not have to be responsible. Let me not have to be present. I just want to sink into something and want to go off on a on a sidetrack and this can never be of any great use and it can be considered again one's wasting the energy of the chitta the power of the chitta on things of no value so we use these uh, precepts as reminders uh, not as laws not something to get legalistic about uh, or moralizing about but as they say Sealing and Sukhating Yantin is a vehicle to accomplishment, to a happy accomplishment. Sealing and Bhogasampada, these are a, a vehicle to the fulfillment of wealth, your inner wealth, the fulfillment of your inner wealth. It's a vehicle for that. Sealing and Nipputing Yanti, this is a vehicle to the cooling, dispassion, the relinquishment of greed. Fear, hatred, pain, fires. This is a vehicle to that. Therefore, these precepts should be kept. The principle, their attitudes, their spirit, with a sense of determination, clarity. And this is your, you know, this is your daily meditation, just to carry this along. And the benefit of carrying that. Because this is the way you this is the way you te- you communicate the Dhamma, every one of you. When you carry these, you teach the Dhamma by your actions, and therefore you're bringing that light into the world. And if we have any responsibility, whether whatever else we can do, we can at least be that light in the world, leading others.